This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome, everybody, to the Hammer and Rails podcast. With you, as always, I'm your host, Andrew Ledman. And I'm Casey Bartley. And, Casey, today we are starting our player reviews of the uh, Purdue men's basketball team looking back at the 2021-2022 basketball season. We're going to start out uh, by looking at the folks who are going to be leaving the team. So today we're going to look at Trevion Williams and kind of how he performed this year. But since we are only doing this, we're going to put in uh, some more fun things at the top, more of the questions that I like to ask Casey. And if you listen to our last episode, you know uh, that we, we teased the story of me going to a college baseball game while I was at Purdue. So, Casey, I don't think I've ever told you this story, have I? I have not heard it. I, okay. I didn't know you ever went to a baseball game. I went to one I went to one baseball game while I was at Purdue. Which is and weird is, for someone who tried to tell me how great baseball was last hey, session. Hey, I love – Major League Baseball, college baseball, never a fan, uh, because really it's like is it the metal bats. Well, that is annoying. I I don't love that, but ping! it it yeah, you get that ping. Uh, is like if you're a really really great top notch college ba- or baseball player, you're you're drafted out of high school and you're like going right right into the minors. Um, yes, players go through college and get drafted and ultimately become stars, but it's one of those things. It's like the pipeline for baseball talent is just so big and there are so many spots to fill that the, I mean, the major league baseball draft is outrageously long because there are just so many, so many teams, triple a, double a, it's supposed to be an, uh, like a replica and an actual representation of baseball in general, the season, which is way too long and everything about baseball, which is long and arduous. We know, we know you hate baseball. I think you're wrong. I don't hate baseball. And that's I fine. just think it takes a millennia to get through a season. And it does take. If it a takes long 165 time. Games, anything to decide something, you're probably not doing it right. It's 162. Oh, come on, mm-hmm. let's be fair. No. Um. So yeah, I mean, I just never was interested in in college baseball. Plus, I went to enough, um, you know, college football, college basketball that I wanted to do other things other than go to sports while I was in college. And like so. Jinx. Yes, like Jake's, like Harry's, uh, brothers if I was desperate, where else if I was drunk, uh, you know, the normal rules. Were you a dancer? Did you get on I, the dance floor? I mean, is, yeah. A lot? Not a lot, no. Did you have I mean, moves? I, moves like Jagger, as they used to say. That's actually where Maroon 5 got that. It did, was from me. <laughs> did you have moves that you went to? Like, did you? No. Like, no, I did not have like a pre planned routine. Oh. I was not like the guy from Hitch. You know, I did not just like stay at 10 and 2 or whatever it was. Hmm. I, I was better than that. Thank you very much. What was your uh, song? What was your jam? What's that I song that think... came on that you had to go, woo woo, ladies, get to the dance floor? Yeah, I think you're really vastly under overestimating what I'm like when I'm going onto the dance floor. Okay. Not a lot of, uh, not a lot of woo woo, ladies, this is my song. That's not really my style. You're not now, starting a soul train. No. 
Now, if if you see my wife and I at a wedding, we are very fun at weddings. Uh, we are definitely the dancing couple. Is it because everyone else is wedding. ninety and you guys feel cooler and like less like? Look, I'm not going to say why. I'm not going to say why. I'm not going to say why we look good, but we just look good. It it could be in comparison, but it doesn't matter. Okay, I, I'm Th- no, I'm asking matter. your internal feeling, like why. Why is that where you let loose, but it wasn't Neon Cactus back? Oh in no, the... I, I definitely let loose at the Neon Cactus, okay. but I'm, it's a, it's a, just a different uh, different style of dancing versus at oh. a wedding. Same thing with uh, with where else? Although you know the less was there time different you dancing see... at where else than Neon Cactus? Well, mostly because uh, at where else it was always at like two in the morning, and it was just like the worst sort of humanity was always at where else at two in the morning, uh, and I include myself in that. Mm-hmm. Um, just to be clear. And that was just a bad place to be at two in the morning. But yet sometimes you just found yourself there and you were always trying to find a way to leave. We've but there was always that, there was always that one friend who always wanted to go to where else. And you, you, you sometimes just had to indulge them. They're really, it's, you know, you need to leave when you can start hearing your shoe uh, unstick from the floor. Yes. Yeah. Never a good as sign. As soon as that sound barrier gets broken and you can hear your loneliness and sadness, that's when you have to leave. <laughs> yeah. That's it. It's a really gross feeling, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, luckily, as a man, Shout I never had Shout out, Frat any... Jace. Your sticky floors. <laughs> luckily, I never We've had... All been uh... there. Have you been to a frat? Uh, no. Mm. No. Didn't ever... I... You, think it was a, actually... you think a kid is a Petri dish. It was actually a point of pride that I never went to frat parties. I once saw uh, a, a certain shooting guard that you guys all love, and I could not... Just detested. Chug like a half bottle of jack daniels during a bruce barker uh showing at the frat you will have to send disgusting. me a uh send me a message to, as to who that is mm-hmm. uh, i don't want to put guess. him on, don't want to put him on blast on the podcast but he also uh, uh he won a contest to uh go hang out with a porn star and happily okay. did that well that's Same guy. interesting decisions were made mm-hmm. shout out lisa ann i feel like girl. i know who it is now yeah <laughs> um because i think i think that picture yeah. went around on the yeah, internet um, but anyway, Which we I mean, are, if you're, I, we I are know. off topic. We are in, <laughs> we are in left field when we should be at home plate here. Um, so baseball, baseball. Correct. So, you have a story, Levin, what happened to you one day when you went to the, whatever it was before the Alexander field? I, I honestly don't know. I think it was just the Purdue varsity baseball that's complex awful. or something. There's it no was way very, that's true, but I, I don't accurate. remember. Uh, I know it was just the the softball was the Purdue varsity softball complex. I don't I cannot remember what the Doesn't baseball matter if was. It's true, it feels right. It does. It feels real, so it must be true. Um, so this was when I worked uh, in the athletic department, and they needed somebody to go work the sound at a game, and they couldn't find anybody. And I was like, well, I mean, I know how to work a soundboard. I mean, I you give me like two, three minutes up there, I can figure out and push what you need me to push. They're like, like four knobs that you need to use. It's... Right. I'm like, it's it's not going to be that hard. They're like, oh, that's great. Can you go and do this for us? I'm like, that's fine. Because especially I would do anything they asked me to at that point, because at that point I was hoping to get a job with them after graduation. <laughs> so, you know, it was like, oh, you need someone to go, you know, like three towns over to drop off one thing. I would love to do that. Um, so I go to the baseball game and like – I'm not sure if you know where the baseball field is. Basically, just across from Slater Hill, you just park on the on the grass there, or like across in Slater. There was like some parking lots, but they were very small. Like the coat, you could park near the co-rack, but it had to only be in certain spots. Uh, not a real great setup if you really are hoping to get fans to the uh, to the game. So 
uh, I go go to the game. I'm up in the booth, and they're like, okay, you know, if there's a really good catch, we use this sound. You know, some play some walk-up music for our players. You know, you can use these buttons here. I'm like, okay, it's easy. It's fine. I get it. I've been to a baseball game. Uh, I know when to use sounds and, you know, try to be funny, try to be clever, but you're not going to wow anybody. I get it. So uh, I'm sitting in there, and I'm I'm doing the music, and there's a foul ball. And they pointed out to me earlier, they're like, oh, here's, like, the breaking glass sound, you know, for, like, if there's a foul ball. And I was like, oh, okay, like, if it goes out uh, out of play. Mm-hmm. So it goes out of play. I hit the glass breaking sound, and there's the, like, ha, ha, ha from the crowd. And I'm like, I did well. This is exactly what I'm here for. Oh, gosh. And uh, and my buddy Thomas was at the game. Shout out, he, Thomas. Uh, and he goes, he goes, hey, Ledman, I think that hit your car. And and I yelled back at Thomas. I was like, haha, you're so funny. I know it didn't hit my car. You're you're funny. And then with like a a voice of like concern, I hear him say again, No, man, did like did you drive your car here? I think it hit your car. <laughs> and I'm like I'm like, okay, because I'm like, sure it did. So the the guy who I was in the booth with was like, I mean, just you know, go check. <laughs> so I, I I hop out the booth. It's like right on the top row of the bleachers, you know, so you just have to go like a couple steps. I look out, sure enough, broke my back windshield, uh, just giant hole, shattered, and there's a baseball in my back seat. <laughs> and I was like, that's fantastic. I mean, just Did you throw the ball perfect. back in the field? Oh, no, I left it in my car. I was like, this is my car, or this is my ball now. Do you I still s- have this baseball. still have the ball. Okay, this I do. is great. I absolutely do. Um, oh. So I was like, well... I mean, nothing I can do. It was a beautiful day, so there was going to be no rain situation. I was like, I'm just going to leave it, I guess, and continue working this game. So finish working the game, go out uh, afterward, and Thomas and a couple other people who I knew who were at the game follow me out, and they're like, unbelievable. They're like, and you hit the glass yeah, breaking noise, too. I was like, yeah, it's it's real funny. Yeah, you <laughs> and, did. And some guy, some just like random guy uh, driving by goes, Oh, so yours was the card hit? I was like, yep. He goes, you want me to, like, tape it up for you? I was like, yeah, but, I mean, I don't have, like, in, like a anything plastic or, like, you know, piece of cardboard I could put over it. He goes, oh, I got a roll of plastic in my trunk. Why? Yeah, I don't know. Why. I had follow-up questions. Yeah, could have been a Dexter situation. I don't know. Mm. Uh, but he goes, yeah, let me just pull over. So he pulls over, pulls out this tape and, like, a big roll of plastic, tapes it up and goes – yeah, man, that sucks. It happened to me once. That's why I now park over here, way up here in the corner. I was like, would have been good to know, but as we've stated at the beginning of this podcast, I never once went to a Purdue baseball game until this very day. So, does insurance cover that? You ask a great question. So, went back into the office the next day and was like, uh, so my my windshield got hit by baseball while I was working. Is like, does Purdue ah. cover that in any way? And they're like. I don't know. That's never really happened. They go, send a, send an email to this person. So I do, and I wait. And they're like, but you might want to check with your insurance, too. I was like, yeah, I'll do that. So I, while I'm waiting for a, an email or response from this person in the Purdue whatever department, I don't even know. Insurance uh, department? Well, yeah, but I assume there's not an actual, like, just athletics insurance. I don't know who she was working for. Whatever. Um, I call my insurance company, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's covered under your insurance. I was like, perfect. Great. What do I need to do? They're like, oh, just go to this location, uh, and and you'll get a new back windshield put in. I was like, what? Great. They just have yeah. a spot for it. 
Well, I, you like, say compared, location. Tell me it was an address well, and the no, name no, no. of a place. Yeah, it was like the name of a place, but I don't okay. remember what it was. Yeah, it was a reputable business. So I'm like, okay. And I'm like, how much is this going to cost me? They're like, 100 bucks. I was like, well, then it's really not that covered by insurance, mm. is it? And they're like, well, you know, there's a deductible. I was like, it's, uh, what am I going to do? Not pay it? Not have a back windshield? I mean, you have plastic taped have over plastic. the back. <laughs> I don't. I don't see the problem. So get an email back from Purdue, and they're like, no, you assumed the, the liability when you went to a baseball no! game. It's like, you know, the language on the back of your ticket. And I was like, great. Even though I'm an employee, they're like, it makes no difference. I'm like, super, thanks. So that's how I went to a Purdue baseball game and paid $100. Um, yeah, that's – I love it. I love that story. It's... And that's why I hate college baseball, Casey. Yeah. Was it a nice car? Oh, I mean, not really. It was my college car, but it was my car, you know? It it was uh, a Pontiac Sunfire. So no, you could have just said no. <laughs> hey, I loved that car. Silver Pontiac Sunfire had a had moonroof? a uh, No, not a moonroof. I had a mm. sunroof. I think this I think the car was produced before moonroofs were a thing. I think it was a 2000 Oh, was the moon not around then? <laughs> no, there was not. It was a new invention the moon. Okay. Uh, I believe it came out in 2002. That's fair. Um, so Hasta la vista to my car. Very sad. Uh, lost a windshield. But hey, it continued on for about five, no, probably like six more years after that. So uh, that thing was a tank. I really appreciated it. But there's my college baseball story. Uh, as I said, we're going to have more of these kind of just ridiculous stories or questions at the top as we work through the off season. Just for the Hopefully record, you... I can share none of my neon cactus stories. Well, no, I mean, we will uh, not share those for the identity to protect <laughs> the identities of those involved. Um, but, uh, so there you go. There you have it. We're going to take a break, come back and talk about Trevion Williams. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas city, go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we are back. So as Casey and I talked about uh, before the break and a couple episodes ago, we are going to do kind of a retrospective look at the 2021-2022 Purdue men's basketball team and do a little program, a little, little, little uh, chat on each one of the players. We're going to start with those who've either exhausted their eligibility or are leaving the program. So we're going to start with Trevion Williams and uh, going to look back on, on his career. So he's, he's going to the NBA draft. So Casey, let me ask you this. Do you think he has a future in the NBA? Well, let me first stop you and give you a question of my own. Oh, turn Flip it around the table. on me. Flip it around. Did we vastly overestimate Trevion Williams pretty much his entire career? I don't know about his entire career, but correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't you pick him on your all-time Purdue great team we, we did about a year ago? I said we. I am as guilty of this as anyone. I... No, I understand that. I just wanted to make it clear to the audience that you consider <laughs> him an all-time great at Purdue. So you were, you really are throwing yourself under the bus with that question. I do. Um, I did. Um, I think I still stand by in an all-star game. He's more valuable because of his passing. But I do. I'm just worried because there's – I look over his stats and there's just a couple of things that I see and it's like, oh, I'm beginning to I'm beginning to understand how our offense struggled so mightily in the tough games because at times throughout seasons in every game 
a good portion of our offense was going through a guy who, A, never played more than 25 minutes a game on average. Let me run through a couple more. Hasn't ever shot 55% or better from the field. Yeah, and considering where he shoots from, yep. <laughs> that one is a real problem for me. Combined with the fact he's never averaged more than four free throws a game, has never this was his best season. He's never shot 60% or better from free throw, and he's never averaged more than 15 and a half a game. And yeah, that is a focal point of an offense. Right. And I know in a way you have to take those numbers with a grain of salt, at least the last two seasons, because of the way he, Painter utilized him when you're splitting minutes with Zach Eady. And of course, Zach Eady was much improved this year versus his freshman year. But yeah, I mean, it is difficult because when he threw his name in the NBA draft after his junior year, got that feedback, and we saw him release those videos of him doing, you know, additional work in the offseason, he really did look like he was going to make an additional jump uh, from his junior year, where to remind everyone, he averaged 15 and a half points and 9.1 rebounds. And anytime you can nearly average a double-double, that is great news. And my thought was we would have Edie. Edie could, you know, be the backup, be a solid backup, so the drop-off wouldn't be very big. Uh, should Trevion get in foul trouble as he's prone to do from time to time or just, you know, just gassed because when when you're playing hard and you're a big guy, it can take a lot out of you. But, you know, the entire season, he just was he was supplanted by Edie and, you know, his points per game went down to 12. His rebounds a game went down to 7.4 and he lost five minutes per game on average. And I, I said this a couple weeks back to me when it's your last season and a offense has basically been designed around you as a focal point, you you should be busting your ass to get back into the starting role and to get more of those minutes. And I don't know that, you know, I don't know that he wasn't doing that. We don't see practice and all that, but the praise all along this year was, oh, he's such a great teammate. He, you know, he took coming off the bench so well. And that is true. But if you're a guy who's trying to prove it, to the NBA scouts that, you know, you can be a man in the NBA, you can earn minutes, you're worth a contract. I just, I wanted to see more fire, more energy, and more consistency out of him, and we just didn't see it this year. So, Ken Palm tracks true shooting percentage. Uh, is that, is, does that just mean a three-pointer is more valuable than a two-pointer and takes that into it, consideration? It kind of weighs everything and just how valuable is your shot. And I believe it adds in free throws as well. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, Guess where Trevion ranks on our team. On our team. Yeah. Na- name name players you think that have a better uh, true shooting percentage than him. Edie. Correct. Uh, Gillis. Correct. Sasha. Correct. And maybe then him? Nope. Oh. Let me make this quick for you. It's everyone but Brandon Newman. Oh, my God. <laughs> so when he had the ball in his hand. I, I, was, I was thinking, like, maybe he'd be middle. <laughs> when he's shooting the ball. It is statistically our worst offense besides Brandon Newman shooting. Uh, that's, that's not great. And that's our offense. Like, when he's in the game, he is a major focus of our offense. So I have to ponder, is, despite how much we like Trey Williams, despite how good we think he is, is there a chance just losing him alone? Oh, don't uh, say addition by subtraction. Uh, offensively? Which is what I, I... I'm just asking the question. I... Does our offense get better by not having a post presence who wasn't that efficient of a post presence? Let me ask you this. So you're looking at those numbers. You said uh, Williams, the only 
player above or below him was Newman. Where on that list does Zach Eady rank? He is 65.5, which is top on the team minus 0.1 to uh, Mason Gillis. Okay. So Gillis is number one. Edie's number two. Correct. Okay. So yeah. And, and what is Trevion's? 56.5. Okay. So that's a, that's a fairly steep. His effective uh, field goal percentage is 10% lower than Trevion yeah. Williams or than Zach Edie. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You don't love that. Considerably worse. Well, and Edie was, I think at one point, the most efficient scorer in the country. Correct. But so, we're talking Travion as a less efficient scorer than Ethan Morton, Isaiah Thompson, Eric yeah. Connor, Jaden Ivey, Zach Eady, Sasha Savanovich, who couldn't make a shot for the whole final third of the season. Yeah. Didn't yeah. make anything. Well, it's so weird because Trevion Williams is, is a player who, like, 15, 20 years ago would have been, like, unstoppable. Yeah, like Berkeley without jumps. Yeah, but it's unfortunate that the game – is just not played that way anymore. Unfortunate for him, I should say. It's unfortunate he can't make free throws. Yeah, and I mean that's not a that's not a game of basketball problem. No, I mean his his best year was this year when he was fifty nine point seven percent. I remember last year when he was exactly fifty percent, made the exact same number as he missed, uh, which I don't think I've ever seen before. Yeah, and he also turned the ball over eighteen point seven percent of the time. Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, he was definitely. It's weird to say someone is a disappointment when they were a focal point of your offense and you wound up winning, what, 29 games Correct. Uh, this year? But we just, again, I, we've we've harped on the same idea over and over again. And he beat Texas. Yes. Yeah, w- without him, we don't win that game. But, I mean, we expected so much out of him. And when you expect so much out of a player, you judge them more harshly when you don't get what you expect. And I think for a large portion of the season, we really didn't get what we expected out of Trevion. That, and I, it's not a personal matter. No, no, no. How much can you run an offense through a post for a guy who's not crazy efficient making the basket, not a good free throw shooter, and doesn't shoot threes? You're literally yeah. asking him to be Texas version of Trevion Williams to have a good offense if you're running it through him. He has to be that good to be efficient. Because every shot he takes are the hardest shots to take. Right. And he doesn't clean it up by making free throws. Yeah. So it's just, you are, that's limiting a ceiling of an offense. Kind of like how we had that discussion about, you know, Purdue's best offense was with two guards that could go crazy and we didn't have anyone in the middle clogging things up. So right. not only is he clogging up the middle, we talked about him not being able to run a which, pick and roll. You were asking me about the NBA. And I was very confident that he would have some kind of NBA career. Because I thought the more space would help him. But I don't think he'll ever make it in the NBA because he's not – I don't think he's good as a pick-and-roll guy. Do you think he'll be drafted, though? No. Wow. Unless he that's, scores that's quite a change from where you were, I'd, yeah. I'd say, probably about a year ago. Unless he, like, tests surprisingly well, which he might because um, he is pretty quick for a big guy. I think he has decently long arms. But I don't know why in the second round, I, I don't know what kind of upside, like, he's not a draft and stash. He's not a, oh, project that might become this. Like, you know what he is. And maybe he gets signed on, uh, you know, afterwards, which is kind of what you prefer to do if you're getting drafted that late anyway. Get a team who has an idea for you. Maybe, maybe that happens. Um, but I don't, did you see anything on the defensive end that makes you think he could be a viable center or four in the no. NBA? Well, and I mean, if he's going to be a four in the NBA, he's got to be a much better shooter, I would I would say. Right. 
and his best year was a 35% free three point shooter. And it's not as if that was with a high shots. volume. Yeah. So you have to worry about that. And his only hope I, I would argue is, is going to be a center in the NBA. And at 6'10, 255, I'm not sure how he, he holds up against uh, everyone else who's playing down low in the NBA defensively. Yeah. Cause he's not going to have an edge quickness wise, length wise, strength wise. I mean, he wasn't, wasn't very good on defense in college. No, it's hard to no. imagine. And the thing he struggled with most was defending space and angles and cutting off pick and. I mean, our pick which and is roll what defense. the NBA is, which is what the <laughs> NBA thrives on. So yeah. our, you know, if you if you can't do it in college, I don't know that you can just kind of turn it around and suddenly you're going to know how to defend uh, once you get into the NBA. Yeah, because it's easy to defend a pick and roll in college. Compared to yeah, a lot what, of, what well, happened in the NBA? Yeah, a lo- lot Ooh. of people in college can't run that very well, so yeah. you can kind of uh, cheat a little bit. Exactly. You know, if you if you cheat in the NBA on defense, it's going to come back to bite you in the ass. Well, yeah, I mean, you got Kyrie coming at you. Like he's not poking a ball out of. Well, Kyrie's only head. only if it's an away game, though. Uh, not anymore, New York. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sure I know. to lift that. Um, but yeah, it's just all of a sudden every avenue, every every little thing you'd hope to see him get better, everything you thought he did well, kind of all have tarnished a little bit especially when you look forward to what his nba future could be and once again like you don't take liabilities on your bench yeah yeah you gotta (laughs) if you're gonna be on an nba bench you have to have something that you know they can throw in and they know you're a plus at and i what a baby hook that that's that's what you got for me and yeah it's just because even his passing regressed he still made some passes, but his decision making this year was awful at times. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, he, you know, and he, it was always someone else's fault. Um, right. I, I, I remember him arguing with Mason Gillis a couple times, and it, I mean, you, you've, you've been pretty vocal about how Mason Gillis can just kind of put his head down and mm-hmm. and run around the court and not really know what he's doing. Uh, a lot of those instances we're not were not Mason Gillis's fault. Those were simply bad passes uh, by Trevion Williams, and if. I can't remember the game, uh, it, but he, I mean, in crunch time, he threw it off somebody's feet, I think, on back-to-back possessions. Um, I don't remember if that was a game that could have won us a Big Ten regular season title or the Big Ten tournament title, uh, but it wasn't was one the, of those two. Uh, wasn't it late in the Wisconsin game? I believe that's correct, yes. Yeah, uh, pretty much had a wide-open layup, yeah, to Gillis and instead tried to do a fancy little bounce pass. And, yeah. Yeah, it's just things like, I, I, I don't see how his game translates. I just have, like I can't picture it working in the NBA. Have you have you seen the movie um, Varsity Blues? Yes. Did I model a good portion of my teen years after it? Yes. <laughs> so uh, Coach Kilmer is the head coach of the West Canaan Coyotes, a football team, uh, in that movie. Uh, just great movie if you haven't seen it. Shout out whipped cream. That's right. So uh, there's a there's a part in practice where. Um, Mox is trying to run, he's the quarterback, trying to run a, a fancy play, like a trick play during practice, and gets yelled at by the coach. And the coach yells at him, stick to the basics, stick to the basics. And that is what I wanted to yell at Trevion Williams about half the season when he's making those passes. When they work, they're beautiful, and I love them, and no one's ever been a better passer. But when you got a guy right there, you don't need to not look at him and throw it over your right shoulder to a bounce pass in between two guys, you know, make the easy pass, do the simple thing and make it work. And for whatever reason, it seems like he would always take the road that was a, just a little bit harder. 
and and I never really understood why. Yeah. Um, there's a thing I heard. I can't remember who coined it, um, but they were talking about Rajon Rondo and how he is a selfish passer. Okay. And it's just a certain way of a, you hold onto the ball a little too long to try to find that right pass and B you don't make the easy pass. You are playing to make a spectacular pass. You want the highlight, right? Highlight, or I want everyone to know that I made this basket. And at times he had some of that and it, it's, it's disappointing, but I, I think also just a marker of, like you said, the times are changing and I just don't think if that's all you bring, the only thing you bring is an above average back to the basket game. Even if you have good passing with it, if you're not hitting free throws, if you can't stretch the floor and if you can't play defense in an elite level, you are not adding enough on the court to really raise your team to the sites that we had hopes for, for this offense and this team. And I think, I mean, we see it a little bit with Edie. The only difference is Edie is so elite at finishing and drawing fouls that when he gets the ball, it's, it's still a super optimal offensive finish and you can work around that. But when that's all you can do on the floor and we rely on that so much, we're going to have a lot of games where we slog down and can only put up 70. And that's kind of what we lost with our offense towards the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. It's it's I sad. Mean, it, 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 it was supposed really to be better. Bu- we're really bumming us out here. Um, Because like, he, he was. I mean, he was. we looked at what he did his junior year and saw that he really did. I mean, he was really working hard in the offseason to make up for those the flaws that he had, be a better player, um, and kind of be a leader on the court for this team. And for whatever reason, whether it was, you know, Edie coming up and taking more of his minutes or – uh, just some flaws in his game. It, it never truly reached where we wanted it to. What what and, happened in the tournament game on a team that was entirely his team, which was the the North the Texas so- team? Yeah. Well, he played we, thirty minutes, had fourteen points on fifteen shots, ugh. five assists, three turnovers, three personal fouls, and he only played thirty minutes because it, yeah, it's just it's not an efficient enough offense. And then you get in tournament time, and we say you need guard play. And yep. to have that on the court kind of takes away from your guard play. Right, right. They they have to find a way to work together, and, and they never did. He didn't do enough to make that happen. And that's that's the one thing that you can truly blame Trevion on. Never learned how to really play as a pick-and-roll guy and didn't seem that interested in it, especially his senior year. Yeah, and that's a shame. That's it a is. shame. Because he brought us a lot of joy. If, if we didn't have this North – if we didn't have the St. Peter's taste on our tongue still – yeah, like, he brought a ton of joy. That junior year was a lot of fun in the regular season. Uh, some of his highlights and passes are incredible. Some of the post moves he put on, like just a clinic. Some of those pump fakes up and around, spin move floaters out of nowhere. Amazing touch for a big man. I still think he is one of the most fun guys to watch. Yeah, and absolutely. That's going to be lost a little bit. Yeah. Whether well, that's and, fair or not. And And to your point earlier about the Texas game, I mean – in the Texas game, he had 22.7 rebounds, but still just 50% from the free throw line. But his field goal percentage during that game, 76.9%. Now, you compare that to the St. Peter's game, 16.8 rebounds, not too terribly different. I mean, six points, but you're pretty comparable there. Free throws, 66%, but field goal percentage in that game, 46.7%. Um, you know, if if Trevi Hunt shoots 76.9% in that St. Peter's game, Purdue wins going away. But it, it just didn't happen that game. 
And I mean, in, in the first round against Yale, he only shot 40%. So we just, when we needed the best out of Trevion this year in crunch time, we got him at times, uh, but in the biggest games, uh, except for that Texas game, uh, he really came up wanting, and, and that's unfortunate because, as you said, he, he brought us a lot of joy over these four years, and he's going to be remembered as a pretty great player for Purdue, but if he just could have done a few things more, he maybe would have that spot on the on the all-time greats team, but as of as of now, I think, you know, I just wouldn't put him up there with with the best of no. the bigs at Purdue. Maybe you know, in retrospect, in a few years, I'll change my mind. But uh, he he will go down as a as a really good player for Purdue, but not an all time great. I would say. Yeah, we came to the season. I said I thought he could make up for some of our lack of guard play. Yeah, and I think it bore out that even though his skills do more align with the guard, it's not enough to make up for guard play. Right. And he couldn't replicate what a guard can do. Nope. And that that was my biggest miss on the season. And looking at this team and everything that I believed in was that 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 he could cover up those spaces. And if anything, he seemed to kind of make him bigger. Right. Times. Yeah. And I mean, I don't think you were off base. I think there was there was evidence to support your belief. Um, you know, he played a great junior year and to build to an even better senior year didn't seem out of the realm of possibility. So uh, I think you were spot on. It just, unfortunately, it didn't work out that way. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it, it, yeah, it sucks. It sucks that it ends this way. It does. It does. I, he started going first season. You know, he was off the bench, had some good minutes, was on that elite eight team. Seems yep. like forever ago. He was there for it. Thought he was going to book in his career by at least another elite eight. Instead. Every team where he was the anchor of, we ended up flaming out in March. I'm not putting that all on him, but I do think there is some things to learn roster construction-wise that if you're going to run yourself through the post, you have to literally be excellent at all those areas where Trey was just good to sometimes not even close to good. Right, right. Yeah, there. I mean, there's certainly lessons to be learned, so um, we really hope that Trevion can either find a spot in the NBA or, you know, find a way uh, overseas to make some money because he could certainly have a long career overseas. But, you know, for all these guys who are as talented as him, the dream is the NBA. Um, and we really hope he can find a way to make that happen. So Casey, you got anything else on Trevion? Otherwise, I think we're going to we're going to head out. Nope. I mean, I hope we're wrong and he hasn't. He would be a lot of fun to root for in the NBA. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Hopefully. I mean, yeah, hopefully. Great kid. Great student. Uh, yeah, just. Hopefully better futures. Yeah, you just you know you're always left wanting more, and I and I think Trevion would probably tell you the same. He he probably <laughs> wished he would have gotten a little more and and gotten a, a couple more games in a Purdue uniform. So there we go. Uh, that's our look back at Trevion Williams. Uh, next week more stories, and we'll take another look at the 2021-2022 uh, basketball roster. Boiler up.